Good morning, everybody. My name is Austin, and we are live on YouTube, Facebook, Twitch, Kick, and X. So if you want to see us live and in the webcam, make sure to tune in on YouTube, Facebook, Twi Twitch, Kick, and X. Uh, we appreciate everybody on our podcasting services like Spotify or anything else like that. Mm -hmm. But if you want to come and watch us live, we are here on YouTube, Facebook, Twitch, Kick, and X. Go ahead and text us at 833-262-6431 if you have any disagreements. So if you want to talk about anything that we're talking about or you want to chime in on the conversation or you just want to submit some prayer requests or anything like that, just talk to us. We can do, you can do that at 833-262-6431. All right, and make sure to subscribe, like, comment on one of our YouTube videos for the Apostles Attic t-shirt giveaway. We can make a design that you like. We can do something about faithful dialogues, whatever you want to rep. Um, at Apostles Attic, we do Christ-centered clothing, and so we have like verses or different sayings that you might like, and we could also work with you on a design. So make sure you subscribe, like, and comment to one of our videos on Apostles Attic for that. Um, all right, so my name is Austin. You can catch me here on Faithful Dialogues with my buddy Ryan, and I also do a personal YouTube channel called MHTY Official, and it's um, video games and Christ-centered uh, content. And uh, again, I'm here with my buddy Ryan. Hey, everybody. My name is Ryan, and you can find my stuff over at AIIW.org. I have a few different channels, uh, from, uh, and my, my stuff's called As It Is Written, uh, I've really started to uh, go do a lot more stuff uh, over on YouTube and all those other social media networks. So go check that stuff out. And uh, yeah, we want to get into the gospel message. Oh, yes, we do. All right, guys. So I want to go ahead and let you know about the gospel and what the gospel means and what it is. And so essentially the gospel is the good news of the redemptive work of Jesus Christ. So... Um, Essentially, if you put your faith in Jesus Christ, you will go to heaven, but I kind of want to explain a little bit about that. So God created everything and everyone, and the devil de deceived mankind into sin and effectively rebellion against God, and hell was reserved for the devil and his defectors, which are demons, formerly angels, and unfortunately, because the devil knows this, he seeks to take as many souls with him on his way out. Um, I'm sure you've heard of Jesus dying on the cross, so I want to explain what that means. Uh, God is spirit, and he created the whole universe, but when mankind fell by eating of the tree of the knowledge of good and evil through deception from the devil, he decided to save all that would believe in him. So God entered his creation by laying down his glory and becoming one of us. So he entered his creation at, uh, through the person of Jesus Christ. Um, when God did this, he was born as the chosen one, the Messiah in Hebrew, or the Christ in Greek. And God said he would send a suffering Savior to redeem us from our sin, which ended up being him in human form. So Jesus Christ is God in the flesh, or God incarnate. God performed a miracle by, perf by placing himself in a virgin who was Mary. I'm sure you guys know about Mary lived the perfect life without sin and willingly laid his life down as a sacrifice for all mankind and for all that would believe in him. And it is written in God's word, John three sixteen, for God so loved the world that he sent his only begotten son that whoever should believe in him shall not perish but have eternal life. This means that if you repent of your sin or turn away from your sin and put your faith in Jesus Christ, that God will let you enter his heavenly kingdom and essentially, your soul exists eternally, forever and ever, and your life and decisions here determines where that eternal soul will spend its eternity, either in the presence of God, which is heaven, for those who want and believe him, or the absence of God, hell, for those that do not want him and put their faith in anything else. So to sum up everything I've said, if you turn from sin and repent, which is repentance, and put your faith in Jesus Christ, you will go to heaven and exist there for all of eternity, forever and ever. And my buddy Ryan also has a message for the Christians. All right, so once you get saved, once you become a Christian, and you've put your faith and your trust in Jesus Christ and in him alone, uh, you're now a Christian and you have a bunch of responsibilities uh, that you need to live up to. And the number one of those is that you are a, a priest. And so as a priest, it's your job to go out into your community and to make more Christians. Uh, the Bible talks about it in a lot of different ways. In some spots, it calls us to be fishers of men. And uh, that just means going out and spreading the gospel message, 
kind of like what Austin and I are here doing. Uh, that's part of why we're doing this is we believe that we are called to do it as priests. And uh, yeah, so we hope that we are having a positive impact on your walk with Christ and that we uh, help you and, and, and cajole you to go out and to spread the gospel yourselves. Yeah, it's um, it's really important. We don't want to be the only ones saved. We want others to come with us. And so once you are saved, go out and save other people and be fishers of men. <laughs> Amen. All right. So um, really quick, uh, what is the fullness of the Gentiles and is Jesus going to return? Yes. So the fullness of the Gentiles is uh, a it's a Bible verse. And so, uh, what it means, uh, is that at some point, uh, there will be a certain number of saved people that, uh, are, is complete. And so there's a, a specific number of people that will ultimately be saved in the church. And once that number has come to pass, once that number has been fulfilled, that will trigger, uh, Christ's return. And so we can find that in uh, Romans eleven twenty five, And uh, yeah, it says, For I do not desire, brethren, that you should be ignorant of this mystery, lest you should be wise in your own opinion, that blindness in part has happened to Israel until the fullness of the Gentiles has come in. And so some of those might be some kind of fa kind of funky terms that you haven't heard before, like br the blindness uh, of Israel. Uh, so the blindness of Israel right now means that the Jews exist. They're a real ethnic uh, people. They're a group. They're a people group that exists. They are the same people group that you find in the Old Testament. But right now, they are not following Jesus Christ the way that they should be. So the Old Testament was designed to point the Jews towards Jesus Christ so that they would recognize him when he came all the way back 2,000 years ago. They didn't recognize him. Ultimately, they ended up killing their savior along with the Romans. And so uh, everybody is equally guilty for killing Jesus Christ. None of us can be can claim that we don't have sin there. But the Jews should have, they knew all the signs, they knew all everything that they needed to know in order to see Jesus Christ, but they still rejected him. And so as part of a judgment on them, God has made them blind to the saving, uh, the salvific effect that Jesus's sacrifice has. And so that blindness is going to be lifted as soon as there is the fullness of the Gentiles have come into the church. So as soon as all of us Gentiles have been saved, that are going to be saved, then God can allow Israel to see uh, Jesus Christ as their actual Messiah. And so then that leads into a whole bunch of end time stuff. And yeah, we're, uh, we're real excited about being part of uh, getting in all those Gentiles, all us Gentiles and bringing them into the church so that at some point, someday, we will have that fullness uh, here with us. Yeah, and guys, I, I would, if you're listening, I would really encourage you to put your faith in Jesus Christ, because uh, Jesus came once to die for all of mankind and the whole world and for their sins. And so we have from that time until he comes back to put yep. our faith in him, because when he comes back, he's going to be judging the world. And so you don't want to be, Christ could either be your savior or your judge. And so I, I, I would encourage you to put your faith in Jesus Christ today. Yep. And because uh, we don't know when that fullness of the Gentiles is going to um, come. It could come today. There could be somebody preaching the gospel to somebody and it could be the last person that needs to, to be saved. And then he's coming back. And so mm -hmm. could be um, you could be you listening yeah. to this podcast, put your faith yeah. and your trust in Jesus Christ. So, you know, uh, it, that's why it's so important as Christians that we get out there, we spread the gospel the way that Christ has commanded us. And the other thing is it, it, you want to get in now because if you wait until after the fullness of the Gentiles, I believe that there will be an ability for you to be saved during the tribulation, but it's not going to be fun. <laughs> so, right. Yeah. Uh, and, uh... Sorry, just to explain that a little bit more. Uh, so once the fullness of the Gentiles comes in, there's going to be a certain time period. We don't know how long that's going to be. And then there's going to be a whole bunch of crazy stuff that starts happening. The Antichrist is going to uh, reign. There's going to be a temple that's built in Jerusalem. And ultimately, there's going to be some really horrific things that happen to people that don't take on the mark of the beast. So that's the whole 666 number uh, that you take on your forehead or on, I believe it's on your right hand. Um, 
And so if you don't take those symbols on, then you're going to not be able to buy and sell food. You're not going to be able to, to do anything. Uh, and if you do take on that, that symbol, if you do take on uh, whatever the 666 number ends up being, uh, then you will be damned to hell. There is nothing you can do to be saved. You have committed a sin that you can't repent of. So have faith in Jesus Christ now is the ultimate, uh, uh, what I have to say right now. <laughs> yeah. So that's interesting. Uh, I've heard a lot of people say the only unpardonable, unpardonable sin is that uh, you don't put your faith in Jesus Christ. But I also know that once you take the mark of the beast, that there's no going back from that. Yeah. You worship the beast and its image. And so like you're effectively choosing the devil over God. So, uh, I would like to uh, add a little bit to the so the unpardonable sin, to my understanding, is uh, blaspheming the Holy Spirit, and my understanding of that is that that was what the Jews were doing when they were claiming that Jesus Christ wasn't uh, the Messiah, but and they were attributing things of the Holy Spirit, his works, uh, his miracles, to the devil, and so that is I believe that is the only unpardonable sin currently. Uh, is to attribute the works of Jesus Christ to the devil. And so, but then in, in the in the tribulation period, there's going to be a whole new set of rules as far as salvation goes. Like, we have one set of rules now where it's a lot easier, we get a lot of benefits, you can be part of the church, you get the Holy Spirit. Uh, that's not what it was like for the Jews. They had, a, it wasn't a different set of rules, they're still saved by the blood of Jesus Christ, but they didn't get all of the same... Uh, same attributes that we do as Christians. Does that make sense? Yeah. So, uh, yeah. All right. Um, let's go ahead and move on into our Proverbs reading. Okay. Let me get that pulled up here. Give me. If you guys are listening with us and you want to join in, you can uh, open up your Bibles to Proverbs 5, and then we're going to be doing 15 through 23. All right. Do you want to read that or do you want me to? Uh, I can read it. Okay. All right. Proverbs, and this is the ESV translation, 15, 515, Proverbs 515. Drink water from your own cistern, flowing water from your own well. Should your springs be scattered abroad, streams of water in the streets, let them be for yourself alone and not for strangers with you. Let your fountain be blessed and rejoice in the wife of your youth. A lovely deer, a graceful doe, let her breasts fill you at all times with delight. Be intoxicated always in her love. Why should you be intoxicated, my son, with a forbidden woman and embrace the bosom of an adulteress? For, the, for a man's ways are before the eyes of the Lord, and he ponders all his paths. The iniquities of the wicked man, or of the wicked ensnare him, and he is held fast in the cords of his sin. He dies for lack of discipline, and because of his great folly he is led astray. Amen. Proverbs 5, 15 through 23. And I think this is talking about how you should be satisfied with your wife and not let and not sexually pursue um, other women or the forbidden woman. Mm -hmm. Right. Yep. Well, so it's interesting what Proverbs does is it's a, this whole concept is to be satisfied with what God has given you. Okay. So it says it starts off drink water from your own cistern. That's that's kind of a weird saying for us today because you can just go turn the tap on and you got all the water that you could possibly want, right? Well, yeah. back in ancient Israel, right, they didn't have just unlimited amounts of water because you couldn't pump it up. You, you you know they didn't have technology like we do today, and so you'd have to go and you'd have to dig either your own cistern on your own property or you'd have to go to a public well to go get your water, and so that leads to a lot of different fights. So we see in the Old Testament that uh, the, the, uh, like Israel, the, the person, he has a flock. He's, his shepherds are trying to get water from a well. There's uh, different uh, tribesmen, herdsmen in the area that are also trying to get water from the same well, and they'll get into a fight, those sorts of things. And so it's saying, you know, drink water from your own cistern. Make sure that you're, you're staying within the, the bounds of where you're supposed to be. Right. Um, and then it also outlines that you need to be doing that in every domain of your life. So make sure that you're not taking somebody else's water. Make sure you're not taking somebody else's wife. They're both 
they're both equally, not equally, but they're both important that you're not causing trouble and, and going into places where you shouldn't be is kind of how I read it. So Okay, that makes sense. It kind of like um, makes an analogy for water and, and like your, your marriage. Exactly, exactly. All right, and so it's also interesting. For a man's ways are before the eyes of the Lord, and he ponders all his paths. Mm -hmm. And so... I, I I like to think that um well it is true that God is always watching you and can see everything you do in public and in private. So one of the things that's really encouraged me is I just want I just want God to see me doing the right thing. Mm -hmm. And so that that's uh been something that's helped me um just kind of like not sin in general is I just want I just want God to be proud of me. I just want him to see me doing the right thing and um and so you just know that it says even right here for a man's ways are before the eyes of the Lord and he ponders all his paths. He knows what you're going to do and he knows what you're doing mm -hmm. <laughs> so and what you did <laughs> yep. and what you did. Yeah. Yep. And, and, but, but you know, as uh, that should keep you from sin, that should be something that you use to, to keep you out of the wrong things that you've done. But there's also uh, a lot of forgiveness from, from Jesus, right? So, what he did on the cross can absolve you of all the sins that you've committed in the past, and he can help you and, and bear the burden of uh, you no, of helping you not sin going forward. And so that's why it's so important that we put our trust and our faith in Jesus Christ, because he can actually take you know he can actually take care of us. He can absolve us of those horrible things that we've done. And so you know they didn't they didn't have a, a perfect picture of that back in the old Testament. Like we do today, they had all the right information. They knew that they could have their sins assuaged in certain ways, but today it's just so completely clear. We have Jesus Christ. You can put your faith and your trust in him right now, if you want and be completely absolved of all of the, uh, all of the wrong things that you've done in the past. And so I, you know, we just pray that, uh, that you take advantage of that. It's, it's such a wonderful blessing that we have that we can know that Jesus Christ died on the cross 2,000 years ago so that we can be saved. Yeah, amen. It's true. All right, are we ready to move on to John 6? Yeah, let's do it. All right. And uh, where were we starting? 36? 36 through 40. Perfect. All right. Uh, you know, I'm just going to read 35 again. Probably, probably good to recap a little. Okay. Uh, and it said, Jesus said to them, I am the bread of life. Whoever comes to me shall not hunger and whoever believes in me shall not thirst, shall never thirst. But I said, but I said to you that you have seen me and yet do not believe all that the father, all that the father gives me will come to me and whoever comes to me, I will never cast out for I have come down from heaven, not to do my own will, but the will of him who sent me. And this is the will of him who sent me that I should lose nothing of all that he has given me but raise it up on the last day. For this is the will of my Father, that everyone who looks on the Son and believes in him should have eternal life, and I will raise him up on the last day. So you see, in this section, a few things are repeated a couple times. Uh, Austin, why do you think that those things are repeated? Um, I'm honestly not seeing what, what you mean by repeated. So it says, uh, all that the Father gives me will, no, will, uh, will come to me. And then it says, uh, you know, uh, this is the will of my Father, that everyone who looks on the Son and believes in him should have eternal life. And it says, this is the will of him who sent me, that I should lose nothing. So there's, there's these concepts that are repeated a few different times. Oh, okay. And uh, the reason why it's being repeated like that is, for, is to show its importance. This is a very, very important concept that Jesus wants us to understand. He wants us to understand that everyone who looks at him for salvation will achieve it. Okay. So if you're only looking at Jesus, you believe in him and the work that he did on the cross, the completed work. And in that alone, no works of your own, then you can have e eternal salvation through that sacrifice that he made. And so we repeat the gospel message at the beginning of every single one of our episodes because of how important it is that everyone comes to that knowledge and that understanding. Yeah, if you that it, it's it's a free pardon from from God Himself, and you can essentially guarantee that you can go to heaven. If somebody put that in that way to me, uh, I would have 
probably thought differently about that like a lot sooner before I came to faith. Like you can absolutely guarantee that you're going to go to heaven because there's only one way to go to heaven. And it's, it's pretty simple. You just believe in the one that God sent and um, mm -hmm. it might be hard, but you could also pray to God for that help. Like, um, <laughs> Lord, yeah, I so, believe, help my unbelief. <laughs> yeah, that's Mark. I was going to say the exact same thing. That's Mark nine twenty four. I have a whole shirt <laughs> that says that. Because it's so, it's so important. Like, you're going to have times where you doubt, where you have a certain amount of unbelief. But in those times when you do, it's so important that you call on the Lord and you ask him to give you that assurance, to give you his peace. Uh, that you ask other Christians like us for prayer. Uh, we, we're happy to pray for anybody. Uh, if you want to message us, however, uh, we have the phone number um, and all the other different th all the other different ways you can you can comment on our stuff, and uh, we'll uh, we'll pray for you. So, absolutely. So again, you guys, you can guarantee your salvation. You can guarantee that you're going to go to heaven. You put your faith in Jesus Christ and His redemptive work on the cross, and you're set. Amen. You just gotta gotta walk the faith after that. You know. <laughs> mm -hmm. Well, and and you know that sounds tough, and it is to a certain extent, but. Uh, what the what the Bible promises is that Jesus helps you carry that burden, right? He doesn't just say, like, you have to live this perfect life, and I'm not going to help you at all. No, Jesus says, you know, you're not going to live a perfect life. You're going to continue sinning to some extent, but you need to work on getting that out of your life every single day. Uh, that's the process called uh, sanctification. So uh, let's just I'll just go into it. So there's three parts to salvation that we find in the New Testament. So we see uh, justification which is what Christ did for us on the cross. So his death and his resurrection allow us to be justified before God so that we don't have the penalty for all of our sins. So justification is just a really big fancy term uh, for you've been legally absolved of guilt. Okay, so we transfer our guilt from ourselves to Jesus. We, did, we don't do it. Jesus accepted our, our guilt on the cross. And so uh, we can be justified before God. So if we die right now, you're justified just like the thief on the cross uh, was if you're in Jesus Christ. Uh, so that's justification. Sanctification is how we are supposed to live our lives as Christians. So every day you are becoming more and more sanctified. You should be uh, doing less and less sin and doing more and more what uh, Jesus wants you to do with your life. That's the process of sanctification. And then ultimately, we are all going, as Christians, we're going to be glorified up into heaven, which means that we're going to die or get uh, raptured, and we will be uh, completely perfect before God in heaven uh, with uh, all the rest of the Christians and with Jesus and having a whole big party. Yeah, yeah, I can't wait. I, um, I want Jesus to come back so soon. I want him to come back today. I want him to come back right now. Lord, so come like, quickly, yes. <laughs> yes, please come quickly. The The earth needs you, and um, we we want you to take back what's rightfully yours. <laughs> yeah, we are we are messing it up six ways to Sunday, and uh, we need oh, Jesus yeah. to come back. But it's in his good time, right? You know, we can't mess it up any more than what he allows us to. That's the, that's the flip side of it, you know? Yeah. So it's it's all in God's control. Even Even as crazy as it might seem in certain ways, and we have the war in Israel going on and, and the horrible atrocities that are being committed by so many different people, you know, even with all of that, with all the evil that's in the world, because there's, there's other wars going on. There's a, a war over in Azerbaijan. Uh, there's, uh, you know, just, uh, uh, I think it's Myanmar or Burma has been at war since, like, the exact same time that Israel was founded as a country, and we don't hear about that at all. So there's horrible things going on across the world every single day, and, and we just need to put our faith and our, our trust in Jesus Christ and the, the work that he did on the cross, and, and that, that makes everything better. Amen. All right, let's go ahead. We've got a couple different things we've got. And, yeah, where do you want to go to next? Let's go ahead and watch some of the clips that we've got. Okay, give me two seconds to get everything set up for that. All right, guys, so we've got another video from John Lennox, a really smart, I think he's a professor. Yeah, he's a professor, John Lennox. Uh, so is that it? Smart dude. We also have a clip with Billy Graham. This is going to be on uh, Ryan's As It Is Written channel. We like to watch the stuff that he makes because he makes some pretty good content over there at As It Is Written. Thank you, and thank then, you. Uh, 
also we've got some senators losing their minds and uh, <laughs> acting a fool. But, uh, <laughs> That'll be fun. Yeah. <laughs> All right, I'm set up uh, whenever you're ready. All right, let's go ahead and go. This idea of Harari's to abolish physical death, to solve it as a technical medical problem, and then to enhance human happiness by genetic engineering and cyborg engineering. I take a very radical view of that. When people hold out this promise to me, I, I simply say to them, you're too late. The problem of physical death was solved 20 centuries ago because I think there's strong evidence that Jesus Christ rose from the dead. And the problem, therefore, of developing some kind of immortality was simultaneously solved with that because Christ promises to those that trust him and follow him that he will eventually raise them from the dead and that will be the best uploading you can ever imagine of <laughs> brains, body and everything else. Amen. So I take a very radical view that the transhumanist ideal is bound to fail. Yes, God knows oh. your heart. All right, so... Yeah, a little uh, bit of... Oh, I didn't sorry. realize he was talking about transhumanism, but mm -hmm. that's like the idea of melding um, technology with your human body, right? Yeah, and so there are some good aspects to it, and there are some very bad negative aspects to it. So one of the things that... Uh, so it's talking about things like Elon Musk's Neuralink. So he wants to actually drill, get a robot to drill a hole in your brain, or in your skull, and then uh, put some wires into your brain. And so what that'll do is it'll allow your brain to directly control uh, uh, output from to robotic, you know, uh, to robot robots and computers. And so um, you know that'll allow like quadriplegics to be able to control mechanical arms and legs so that they could potentially walk and move around. And so there's a lot of good things to it. It could mean that you could bring uh, eyesight to the blind. And so there's a lot of benefits to being able to have uh, a connection to the digital world into your brain but there's also a lot of negatives to it so there's a lot of people that want to use it for the wrong things so some people think that they're going to be able to upload their brains into a computer and then somehow live forever as this uh, computer thing that's got the same brain patterns as you uh, it won't actually be you ultimately is the real problem but you know it, it, it's just what they're trying to do is they're trying to uh, accomplish what God's already done for us. They're trying to live forever when the reality is that we've already been promised that we can live forever if we put our faith and our trust in Jesus Christ. Like he said, Jesus Christ solved the problem of death 20 centuries ago when he died and when he rose again, giving us assurance that we will, uh, we will also rise again as well. Yeah, and the afterlife is uh, going to be way better than this present life, and there won't be any more, if you're in Christ, there's not going to be any more tears or sorrow or death or pain or anything like that. Amen. You're going to completely upgrade your entire self. <laughs> mm -hmm. Yep. <laughs> we have no well, idea what our bodies are going to be like, but they're going to be way better than this, that's for sure. Uh, well, it, we have, actually, we do have some idea. Uh, so w what we see is that Jesus Christ has a risen body, after he uh, dies and, and rises again, we see him show up to the apostles a few times. And so it is going to be a physical body that you can touch, that can eat food. Uh, he actually even still had his wounds. I don't know that we would still have wounds or not. I don't know how that's going to work for our bodies, but he still retained all of his wounds. And so it's going to be a physical body that really exists, that's going to look basically like our bodies look now, but you're also going to be able to uh, understand your existence uh, that and that it transcends just this three four, three and a half dimensional reality that we live in. So Jesus Christ showed that he had some what we would what we would see as supernatural abilities where he could uh, get into a locked room. Uh, he just kind of appears to people in different places. And what that shows us is that Jesus Christ exists in dimensions that exceed the ones that we have. So. Uh, we could go into kind of a whole flat world thing, but basically, uh, you know, just imagine a, a piece of paper, there's a stick figure on it. That stick figure can't leave that piece of paper, but you can come in and, and you can interact with him from all different directions that he can't even comprehend. So yeah, that's what Jesus was doing is he's interacting with us in ways that we can't even comprehend. And that's the kind of body that we're going to have in the resurrection. 
Man, that had to have freaked out the the apostles when he just appeared mm-hmm. into a locked room. <laughs> yeah. Yes. And then it would it would freak me out too if somebody just randomly appeared, right? Like oh. <laughs> so, yeah. uh but uh, yeah, so you know, and it it's just it, it's so incredible the promises that we have in the New Testament and and the descriptions of what life will be like for us in eternity is just so beautiful. It's just such an amazing promise that we have from God. Yeah, it's true. Amen. Uh, and 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 so conversely, it's also just such a horrible lie that these transhumanists are trying to to you know extend their own lives or or live eternally in some kind of computer nonsense, which just sounds to me like a complete nightmare. You know, that's like the Matrix or something horrible, right? Yeah, and it's crazy that they already you're gonna live forever whether you like go to hell or go to heaven your mm-hmm. soul exists eternally everybody's going to be raised to life on the last day and so it's um you're either going to be raised to life and then go to heaven or raised to life and then go to hell but everybody's getting that resurrection and so you you're that's again why we want you to put your faith in jesus christ yep every knee will bow every tongue will confess that jesus christ is lord uh, if you do it here on earth, then you get a whole bunch of rewards. If you do it up in heaven after everybody's already died in the end of time, then you get thrown into the lake of fire, and it's it's sad. Yeah, so it's got to be uh, that's got to it's going to be a slap in the face when you reject Christ and uh, re- re- remain an atheist all the way up until the point where you die. God reveals himself to everybody and then your knee bows, you confess that Jesus Christ is Lord and then it's too late for you. So yeah. it's not going to it's not going to be fun if you have to, if you're if you admit it after it's too late. And so that again, your choice, your your decisions here and what you put your faith in here on earth with the life that you've been given is going to dictate where you spend that eternity, either heaven or hell. So again, you do it before Jesus comes back or you die and you get to go to heaven forever. Um, if you don't, then it's the, unfortunately, hell in the absence of God. So y- your, yep. your time on earth matters. Amen. And so uh, the next video that we have is another Billy Graham uh, clip that I made. So I've been trying to figure out kind of what, uh, what works for different platforms. And, you know, I want to kind of update these clips and these videos to make them a little bit more interesting than just a guy talking on screen. Uh, so you'll see in the background I have some AI-generated images that I've included uh, so, you know, hopefully that kind of adds a little bit to it. Some people complained, but, you know, <laughs> we'll see what you guys think. If you if you like it, let me know. Uh, if you don't, let me know as well. It looks cool. Um, you don't need to see the whole auditorium that he was in or, like, all the people in the background. But, yeah, I don't know why people would complain. <laughs> it looks pretty cool. Because people complain about everything. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you can't make everybody happy, so... I guess yep. the haters aren't happy. <laughs> That's okay. I love them too. <laughs> All right, in three, two, one. Heart, and he searches your heart. You can't hide from him. Because the penalty for a sinful heart is death and judgment and hell. And throughout the scriptures, we have the expression, the blood of Christ. Has your heart been under the blood of Christ? Has it been cleansed by the blood? You see, the word blood carries with it the idea of life. When you take blood out, you take the life away. And the blood means life. Christ gave his life on the cross for you. He took your sins, your penalty, your judgment, your hell on the cross in your place so that now you come and stand at the cross in all sincerity and give him your body and your mind and your heart and he forgives all the past. He justifies you just as though you had never committed a single sin and he gives you a new heart, a new desire, a new joy, a new peace, and a certainty that if you died, you'd go to heaven. And he writes your name in the Lamb's Book of Life. Amen. Hand in Stone is having a oh, Black no. Friday weekend BOGO oh, sale. I... So when you buy a gift card for that special... Uh, appreciate your we are getting quite trolled right now. <laughs> Hold on one second. Excited about uh, in fact, you... All right. <laughs> That's what we get uh, for using Discord. <laughs> yep, that's okay. It works pretty well. We can do. We can handle a, hu- a few hiccups. But uh, yeah, so that was just a very clear explanation of of what you need to do in order to be saved. And you know, uh, I, you know, I just love Billy Graham and and the the work that he did, uh, reaching so many millions of different people. And it, you know, it's incredible that 
with all the reach that he had back in what, like the 1960s or 70s or whenever it was that he was going around, um, you know, we can have as big of a reach today with this podcast, uh, you know, sitting here in our our, our homes. And so, uh, you know, I kind of want to take what he did there and 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 put it forward and 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 you know let everybody else see what we're doing and and hear about jesus christ from us yeah it's it's also good to be a a, like a mouthpiece from god you know it's um it's a privilege to be able to preach his gospel and i uh, just just pray in jesus name that whoever needs to see this would see this and whoever the father wants to save through our podcast would be saved because it's it's going to be so worth it if uh, when we're dead, uh, somebody approaches us in heaven and they're like, hey, I saw your stuff. I never commented or anything, but uh, uh, your your po- your podcast has really helped me or it really helped me um, come to faith. And I just wanted to thank you guys. And like, man, that'd be awesome if it, even just one person came to yeah. faith because of our efforts, you know. Amen. It would be worth, you know, thousands of hours of, of podcasting just for one person. And it's incredible, like just the the videos that I've had that have gotten really big and and you can just see thousands of comments just pouring in and, you know, people, uh, one of them, uh, a guy recommends a book that's kind of like A Case for Christ. I can't remember which one it was. Um, And you see people saying like, I'm going to buy the book. I'm going to read the book. You know, I never thought about Christianity before. And, you know, maybe one of those people ends up getting saved because I spent 30 minutes cutting up a video, you know? it's it's just so it's so easy to be able to spread the gospel today it's always been easy to a certain extent but there's there's no consequences that's the other thing a a lot of people might be scared to go out and share the gospel they might think that like oh no i don't want my aunt to you know my aunt's an atheist and i don't want her to yell at me or my friend's an atheist and he won't be my friend anymore like there may be some of that for some people but at least for me you know, there's been zero consequences to me going out and spreading the gospel, and and I think that's going to be the case for most people in the United States. Of course, yeah, other countries. States, yeah, unless you're in Iran, but yeah. Exactly. So, you know, obviously I'm not talking about North Korea, and I'm not talking about Iran, like, or China, where spreading the gospel has huge consequences and, and leads to major bodily harm to, to millions of people. You know, uh, and throughout history, that's not been the case that it's been this easy. But today in the United States, it it really is. There's we have no excuse. And I had no excuse for not doing it for the decades that I didn't do it. So. But you're here now. Exactly. (laughs) Hey, I'm not worried about it. Uh, I I don't have an excuse, but but I do have uh, I do have forgiveness. Right. And the other thing is that that God promises that he's going to redeem the time. So. We may have wasted a lot of time and not been doing the things that that we should have been doing, but what God promises us is that he's going to use the time that we do give to him to the maximum amount that he can, and he can use it for quite a lot. Yeah. All right. So we also have one last video here. <laughs> this, this one's going to be pretty funny. So this this one, uh, I'll admit, doesn't quite have the gospel connection that that a lot of the other videos and stuff that we watch do. But I just gotta it, it, this this just shows you how silly our uh, our government has gotten. But it also points back to like you know we we have a lot of modern conventions where we think that we're civilized and that uh, we don't do you know we don't do certain types of things and and in this country, but. You know, ultimately, men fighting each other has been the norm throughout history, and that the limited amounts of it not happening here in the United States is not is the is the weird thing to happen. And so, you're going to see a someone who is uh, testifying uh, in front of a Senate subcommittee. Uh, so they're not actually on the Senate floor, but they are in a federal building. And so, this person testifying before the event happened, he put out a tweet or something on. Uh, online challenging a senator to a fight and so we're going to see what happens now <laughs> so really quick before we get started um is it possible for the, for for them to get like fired for like what they were doing uh so the labor leader isn't going to get fired because they're horrible and uh not accountable to anybody and the senator can only get fired by his constituents when he gets re when he doesn't get reelected. What? Oh, that's wild. Yeah. So the okay. the the worst that could happen is 
uh, the Senate could what's called censure, C-E-N-S-U-R-E, censure him. Uh, and that's just a fancy term for a slap on the wrist uh, where they say, you did a bad thing. You did a bad thing, Senator. <laughs> that's the that's the worst that can happen. Means nothing to him. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. All right. Let's go ahead and get that this video started. Let's talk about Mr. O'Brien himself, his behavior. As everybody knows in this here in the last time, him and I kind of had a back and forth. I uh, appreciate your demeanor today. It's quite different. But after you left here, you got pretty excited about the keyboard. In fact, you tweeted at me one, two, three, four, five times. And let me read what the last one said. Um, it said, greedy CEO who pretends like he's self-made. Sir, I wish you was in the truck with me when I was building my plumbing company myself and my wife was running the office because I sure remember working pretty hard in long hours. Pretends like he's self-made. What a clown. Fraud. Always has been. Always will be. Quit the tough guy act in these Senate hearings. You know where to find me. Any place, any time, cowboy. Sir, this is a time, this is a place. <laughs> you want to run your mouth? We can be two consenting adults. We can finish it here. Okay, that's fine. Perfect. You want to do it now? I'd love to do it right now. Well, stand your butt up then. You stand your butt up. Oh, hold on. Big oh, hold, stop it. Is that your solution? Every poll. No, no. Sit down. Sit down. Okay. You know, you're a United States senator. Sit down. Active. Oh, okay, okay. Sit down, please. All right. Can I respond? Mr. Hold Jim. it. Hold it. If Hold we can, no, I have the mic. Said. I'm sorry. This is Hold what he it. said. You'll have your time. Okay. Can I respond? Oh, no, you can't. <laughs> this is a hearing. All right, we can God cut it. It's just American people have enough of contempt. <laughs> <laughs> so that's Bernie Sanders calming everything down. But like, if you want to look at what happened there, the the labor leader that's testifying, the guy on the other side, he started the whole thing. You know, he actually went and tweeted at a United States senator and called him out f to a fight. And then, you know, uh, while while the guy's reading his tweet, he's claiming you, uh, the that the senator is the one starting the fight. It was just, it's so silly. So this was happening on the Senate floor. There's another report of uh, former majority leader of the House, uh, McCarthy, uh, elbowing somebody in the kidney. It's it's getting pretty, uh, pretty spicy up on Capitol Hill the last couple days. And oh, to be a little bit more sober about it, because this is kind of funny. Um, but to be a little bit more sober about it, we should be praying for these people. You know, there, there's a lot of tension up there right now with the wars and, you know, with abortion and, and with all these different issues in our country. We really need to be praying for our leaders. Um, I don't know what the specific beef between the senator and this labor leader are, but labor leaders are horrible. They're just the worst people on the planet. Uh, you know, as far as I'm concerned, they can be saved and they can repent of their sins just like everybody else. I want to be clear about that. But they do so much harm. Uh, they'll basically what they do is they take your union dues and then they go spend it to support horrible things like abortion and homosexual marriage and just everything that a Christian should abhor. And so uh, that's why I have no love lost for this labor leader. Uh, it's really the backstory on the senator. I had no idea when I was watching this at first, but the senator actually has a three and O. Uh, record uh, in mixed martial arts and so he's uh, in his professional uh, professional record in in his professional career he doesn't have any losses and he's fought less than three rounds <laughs> which means that he finished it in the first round of every single fight he was in so this guy's tough right he was he saw him standing up and he was taking off the ring on his finger because he knew that he was about to like he was getting ready to throw down and that late that labor leader pillsbury doughboy was not gonna hold up <laughs> <laughs> Jeez, bro, that's yeah. nuts. Yeah, and the dude, the, the dude looked pretty yoked. Uh, the guy in the white shirt, the senator, <laughs> yeah. Uh, and his, that Senator Mullins, by the way, I don't know the name of the labor leader, but you know. It, and the funny thing is, we forget that uh, actually it's legal for men to fight. If you if you both consent to it, in a lot of jurisdictions, it's legal for two men to actually. Uh, get into a fight with each other as long as there's no major bodily harm and a few other factors. And so, like, this could have totally taken place and actually been a legal thing. <laughs> wow. Depending on what the Is laws that... in D.C. are. Uh, I wonder if that's, like, across the board in the United States. Like, if two people are, like, down to fight that, 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 um, uh, 
that it's not like an illegal thing. But it, I don't know. It, it, like I said, it depends on the jurisdiction. There's certain states, certain counties, certain cities that might have different rules. And there could be varying levels. There could be a city that fines you $1,000 for getting into a fight. There could be a state where you get thrown into jail for five years. There's just all sorts of different stuff all over the place. But, uh, but again, it, you know, it used to be that that was a legitimate way to solve disagreements was you would actually fight it out. That's not how we want to do things in the 21st century. But, you know, again, back in, you know, King David's time, they were, they were a warlike people and they would, they'd be duking it out in different places when they have disagreements. Yeah. You kind of just gotta, you kind of just gotta let people get angry. Like if people want to take cheap shots at you, I, like I, I would just let it happen because your pride will inflate and then you will end up, you know, what is it? Pride becomes before the fall and a haughty spirit before mm-hmm. destruction or something like that. Yep, pride comes before so, a fall. Yep. So you you getting in your flesh and trying to fight somebody over some words that they said isn't isn't showing that you're in control of your emotions as a man. And like it's you just gotta let people be be terrible people if that's what they want to do. But you're in control of your own self, and so you don't want to get involved in their nonsense. But yeah, and I, I would say that there's very few instances where physical violence is necessary. There are some, you know, I think that in our society and in, in we, we kind of have a, a feminized society a little bit. There are certain instances where you should come to blows with people. I'm not going to outline when those are, uh, but that is the case. There, there are circumstances. If somebody's breaking into your house, you should forcefully repel them in whatever way you need to, right? Um, so... You know, there there are times and places to to fight. There are times and places to yell at each other and to discuss things in a very heated manner. You know, it, it's the other thing is don't call somebody out. If you don't want to get into a fight, don't call somebody out for a fight, right? Like that guy, yeah. you know, he probably thought I'm just a keyboard warrior typing on the typing on the twitters and and you know calling this guy out and, and into a fight. But like the guy on the other end was an MMA fighter, and that he probably didn't know that. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, um, that's crazy. I wonder if there's going to be like, I wonder if they're going to try to fight each other outside of that hearing. What well, what would be really cool is, uh, have you seen some of the like celebrity fights that have been going on recently, like Logan Paul and and Jake Paul and all them. No, uh, like, so like, I'm not, there's I don't there's, watch anything. Yeah, there's there's like influencers and and different people on YouTube that are are doing like promotional fights in like the boxing ring. And that would be pretty cool to see this labor leader guy get into a boxing ring with with Senator Mullins. Like that would be a cool way to actually legitimately air their grievances with each other, you know? Yeah. And, and like I said, there are times and places where fighting is appropriate in a boxing ring with sp- strict rules on what can and can't happen with, you know, the proper medical staff there and all that kind of stuff. Like there could be a legitimate, you know, avenue for for people to fight. So. You know, it would be really cool to see that, especially if they're raising money for charity or something like that would be really interesting. Uh, but uh, yeah, I, I hope that they're both saved. I don't know what the what either of these men's uh, religious backgrounds are. Uh, so just be praying for both of them that that they both come to a saving faith in Jesus Christ if they haven't already. And uh, yeah, so I, I just thought that was an interesting video and kind of a fun little uh, little segment to do here today kind of discuss some yeah. different stuff than we normally do. I'd, uh, I'm going to have to watch the rest of the video afterwards because I don't know what a- ends up happening. But uh, uh, Nothing. No, nothing else. It's, uh, it's done after that. It's just burning. you got to stop. Uh, it's so bad for you to fight. Uh, you got, we're on the committee floor. It's more of that. Oh, <laughs> uh, okay, okay. <laughs> so if you want to hear Bernie, <laughs> it's just so funny. I forgot Bernie Sanders was even still in the Senate. <laughs> Yeah, you, I just thought he was somebody that ran for president. I didn't know that he was involved more than that. <laughs> well, and the the other funny thing is it's it's funny that he's a committee chair because he's actually not a Democrat. So a lot of the uh, uh, powers structure in the Senate is based around your party affiliation. So it's interesting that he shows up here. Is he an independent or a Republican? He's an independent. Oh, okay. All right. So we've got about 20 more minutes and two other different things to cover. Yeah, which... So uh, we are, 
let's go ahead and talk about the Peru one. Okay. We did that. Cool. All right. So uh, I just saw today that the Congress in Peru passes a law that reinforces the unborn's right to life. So in their constitution, uh, the unborn already had a right to life, but they decided to pass a law that made that even more uh, like enshrined in their law. And so uh, it was a vote of 72 to 26 with six people abstaining, meaning that they didn't vote at all. And Peru's Congress passed a bill on November 9th that expressly recognizes the rights granted in its constitution to unborn children. Amen. Praise God. We need something like that worldwide, but especially here Woo-hoo. in the United States. Okay. Uh, worldwide, I, I didn't even know this stat until recently. There are 70 million uh, abortions performed every single year. And it's just a, compl- it's just a staggering number. Jeez. That it's is, that's a, that's a high number. There'd be a lot yeah. of people on this earth. Yeah. Jeez. Uh, sixty million people in the United States have been murdered through abortion since Roe v. Wade was passed, uh, decades ago, and it's just it's sick. It's absolutely sick that a mother can, with a a a, a doctor's a doctor present, take a hit out on their own child and murder them. It's it's completely sick and twisted. Uh, there's, there, there's a lot of help for, for women who are pregnant. Okay. So I just want to make sure that you know that I care about women. Like I don't want these women to suffer. Obviously no one wants anyone to suffer unless you're sick and twisted. But the, the answer to, uh, women being in the situation is not to kill the child. It's, there's never a good reason to kill the child. Yeah. Um, have anybody slung any arguments your way about this? Have you ever like has anybody ever presented any kind of argument for like when that should happen? When what should happen? Like when they should abort a a baby? Oh, um, you know, so there there's there's different people that believe that the mother just has a complete right to her own body uh and that she has a right to not have this thing in her body and they claim that it's a clump of cells and so you can do whatever you want with it. That's currently where we're at. The original uh, reasoning behind and logic behind why abortion is legal in the United States is we want to make it safe, legal, and rare. Uh, that was the original Democrat line. That was always a lie, of course. But you know they, they claim that abortion is health care and that there is a reason to do it medically uh, and that that's why it needs to be legal. But ultimately what it boils down to is just a completely selfish argument that you have a right to your own body and that that means that you have a right to kill something that is a human being that's dependent on your body, which I just inherently disagree with. Yeah. I've, I've heard people bring up, <clears throat> what if the mom's life is in danger of like a high risk pregnancy? What if she's going to die if she has a baby or like oh, the um, people that talk to Matt Walsh about it? They're like, what happens when a 13 year old gets raped? And like um, just different stuff like that. And mm-hmm. so people will bring up arguments for abortion when it comes to that stuff. Yeah, sorry. Thank you for bringing up. So like rape, it's horrible. Uh, again, rape rapists. I believe that they should get the capital, get capital punishment. They should get death because of how heinous the crime is. Okay, with when it comes to rape, you're not just inconveniencing this woman for a minute or five minutes or however long it takes. You're damaging her psyche permanently to some extent. And then on top of that, it has a consequence of potentially creating a life that then she has to deal with for nine months. Okay. But just because somebody committed a heinous crime against you doesn't give you the right to commit a heinous crime against someone else. And that's what's happening with abortion in the case of rape is the rapist is the one that needs to die. They're the one that needs to go before a jury and get uh, the maximum punishment that we can possibly mete out for their their crime, um, not the child that was created in this rape. And and the, what people don't understand is that there is not an infant adoption problem. There's literally like dozens of people that are lined up trying to adopt every single infant in the United States. And so this woman, if she brings this baby to term, she can easily put it up for adoption so she doesn't have to raise her rapist's baby. I can understand how that might be traumatizing and and could be a huge problem for people. So that's just not even necessary. 
And the fact that we aren't telling women this is a complete crime. And so, uh, you know, you can, you can have the baby adopted. I would, I would say that as a society, we should give these women money and support and medical treatment while they're carrying the baby to term. It's not their fault that, that they're pregnant, so they shouldn't have to bear the burden of those costs. I, can, I could agree to that. Like, I would want a whole host of support for these women if they're not, since they shouldn't, and, and it would be murder for them to kill their baby. I want to support them in, in keeping the baby alive. Yeah. That, and then, that, that, that sounds reasonable. So, it, you know, it's, it, again, it's just absolutely sick that uh, we allow abortion in this world, but especially in this country with, because ultimately they're human beings, okay? One, once the sperm and the egg meet, they form uh, one set of DNA. That's the same exact DNA that's going to exist in that human being until they die, okay? And so there is no status different there shouldn't be a legally illegal status difference between that egg and between a human being and so what i would like to see is in the case where the mother's life is threatened we should treat that like we would uh so on the battlefield you have you have medics that are out on the battlefield they have to make these kind of life and death situations uh, they have to make these life and death decisions in these situations and what i want is the doctors to equally uh value the life of the mother and the life of the child and so as long as they're both equally being valued then if you make a decision where one dies or the other dies i understand but right now we are treating the unborn child like it's complete garbage and just throw it away and the mother is treated as a a, a saint to do anything that we can to protect her right and so that's just not how it should be they should be treated equally they're both of equal value before god god cares about both of them and you know the 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 woman so yeah uh does that all make sense yeah yeah it does and again i have very much love for for all these women that are in these situations the, you know things things happen that are completely horrible and i i you know i pray for for everybody involved in in that kind of stuff so yeah it's true we all need jesus we all need a we all need god and um yeah, that's that's nuts, man. All right, so we've got um, we've got one more article. Let's go ahead and leave that uh, activity. I think. You yeah, yeah, I did. Sorry, you weren't up for a little bit. <laughs> no, that's fine. I don't care. Um, all right. The next thing we're gonna cover is gonna be life inst life issues institute. So there's a website called lifeissues.org, and they they focus on, I mean, obviously life issues, but a lot of a lot has to do with like just for like abortion stuff going on. But this one in particular is um, going to be about euthanasia or assisted suicide. And so, um, yeah, do you want me to? I'm not sure how much we should read here, but uh, there's, a, there's a there's a big article here. Yeah, uh, read whatever you you want, or do you want me to read? Um. Go ahead, you can read. Okay. Uh, so even with the momentous victory of, of reversing Roe, America is experiencing an acceleration of the devaluing of human life. As a result, there is an increased potential your family may be affected. And so what this article is talking about is it's talking about uh, ending your life uh, on your terms. Uh, we don't want to say the word uh, because that w could get us some issues uh, having our videos spread on different platforms. But it's talking, yeah. So it's talking oh, wow, about people ending their lives earlier than they potentially should be. And it says both Vermont and Oregon have shelved the requirement that those who receive assistance to die uh, must be residents of their states. And uh, so basically, up in uh, Canada, there is a program called Medical Assistance in Dying that allows people to end their lives. Uh, earlier than than they potentially otherwise would uh for a number of different reasons uh mostly uh due to you know pain and suffering uh but the problem is is that now up in Canada they're pushing this on people and so there there isn't like an age requirement on it there isn't like a there's nobody you know and with a socialized medical system like they have up in Canada they're actually using it as a cost reduction measure and so Basically, it would cost the state so much to keep you alive, so they're going to give you 
the ultimatum that basically you have to die in order to save money. And so that's what we're that's what this article is saying we're moving towards here in the United States. So in the United States on the east coast of Vermont and on the west coast Oregon have both allowed for people to end their lives using uh, medical assistance. And so uh I I think it's horribly evil that doctors would be involved in killing their patients. Uh and then one of the prop specific problems with uh what just happened um it, it safeguards for against these sorts of things are ending in have been uh uh taken away in Hawaii and Washington and my understanding is that uh they're actually looking at being able to mail out uh these drugs and these medications so that you can you know end your life outside of these states and so that's the real what? that's the real problem is that uh by this one state or these two states legalizing it if you're allowed to mail medication with that intent across state lines now you're now you know one state's technically allowing doctors to murder people in another state and it's it's just a whole huge can of worms and it's it's evil okay uh people should not be able to decide to end their lives the state shouldn't be allowed to pressure people and just into deciding to end their lives we we should have a culture of of life and and doing our best to save people and to to help people in this country and and around the world. Oh, man, um, so from what I'm seeing, if you have certain conditions, mm-hmm. they'll just you don't need informed consent. They can just kill you. Oh really? Where uh, you see where that? Where is that? Sorry, I didn't want to read so, the whole thing. Below the picture, um, uh, tests to confirm apnea are of no benefit to the patient and may actually participate, uh, precipitate brain death. Still, with this risk, there's no requirement for informed consent by surrogate decision makers. Jeez, that's sick. So they can literally, they can literally just murder you. Yeah, without, without, <laughs> dude, this is nuts. This is yeah. really nuts and evil. So we need to, we need to be praying that the the courts take care of this because. No state has a right to pass these laws, okay? There, there are certain things, especially enshrined in our Constitution, that, uh, you know, even states can't pass a law to be able to do, right? So a state can't pass a law that your neighbor can shoot you to death. That isn't a legal law, and courts should very rightly overturn that. And in, the very, in a very similar way, this should be overturned as well, in my opinion. And so hopefully we can, uh, we can pray for that. You know, uh, obviously, if you uh, if you live in the United States, contact your elected representatives and make sure that they are aware of how absolutely heinous you believe this to be. So a a lot of people forget that the people we send to Congress, the people that that are our state uh, representatives, they're our representatives. They're not our leaders. They represent your will at at, at the government level. And so we need to be very vocal about this to the people that are that are in charge. Yeah, um, it, so like, who's our state representative over here, or who do we talk to here? Uh, I th- for me, it's uh, it, it depends on your jurisdiction. So there, there's I don't know uh, specifically what city you're in, and I don't know the representatives well enough. You'll have, you'd have to go look it up. So there's there's oh, okay. lists of it uh, all over the place. So. That's nuts. And people are accusing medical professionals uh, that are keen to facilitate increased organ donation at the expense of human lives. So they're they're basically uh, people are accusing them of wanting to do these tests so that they can uh, like kill these patients to take their organs is kind of what people are accusing them of. And I'm not saying this, but there's a lot of people that would say, like, you know, don't put the the donor car thing on your driver's license uh, because it's potentially that the ambulance uh, staff will just kind of let you die to get your organs. Like, I don't believe that, but those are things that people say. So, you know, it's we live in a sick society where we would kill babies. And so I don't trust that they aren't doing these sorts of things, you know? Yeah, I um I personally am not an organ donor. Um 
I I don't know that. I don't know. I just feel kind of weird about that. Like, there's one thing if like somebody is like um, putting it out there to people, like, hey, if you have this blood type, I need this organ, and it's safe for you to take yours and give it to me, and then people make a consenting decision to do all that kind of stuff. But it's, it's always been weird to me that people would just harvest you after you die, like. Yeah, I, I wouldn't have a problem with it if I knew that I was going to be dead when they decided to harvest it. Does that make sense? Like, yeah, yeah. Uh, they need to have, uh, they need to be th focusing a thousand percent on keeping me alive and zero percent on what my organs might be valued for. <laughs> That's my opinion. Yeah, and there's like no guarantee about any of that stuff. Yeah. yeah. So. So I I see what you're saying about that. But I support people to make their own decisions. You know, if you want to be a donor, go be a donor. It's a, it is a, it is a uh, very noble thing to do for sure. Yeah. All right. <clears throat> We're getting around, <clears throat> getting to the end of our podcast mm -hmm. here. Is there anything else you want to bring up before we go? Not specifically. I think we covered basically everything we wanted to, and you know, we we did some stuff that wasn't quite uh, directly related to Christianity with the with the fighting, <laughs> but I thought that was just a lot of fun. And uh, I, you know, I think this has been a great episode, Austin. I, I really appreciate uh, that we can make the time to make this happen, and I hope that our viewers do as well. Yeah, um, we'll be cutting this episode up into some shorts and getting it out to everybody. Hopefully, it brings some people into the podcast, which will hopefully, hopefully, bring some atheists or non-believers into the the sphere that we're in, and uh, Amen. hopefully, we get some people saved. Absolutely. That's that's the end goal is that that all Christians should have is to see as many people come to Christ as possible. Amen. And hopefully, if you're listening, that uh, you make the choice today to put your faith in Jesus Christ. We don't know when he's going to come back, and he could come back at any moment, and it, it'll effectively be too late when he does. So I, I want you guys to seriously consider that you can um, guarantee to yourself to go to heaven guarantee your salvation guarantee forgiveness from god if you just put your faith and trust in jesus christ and look into that stuff for yourself um you can find this information in the gospels in the bible mm -hmm. um it's where the new testament starts it, it starts off with the gospels and those are four different accounts of this uh, from four different people of the same um kind of time period of jesus's ministry while he was here on earth and mm -hmm. so yeah, so go uh, go read about Jesus, go think about it, and um, consider it. And if you if you do, I would you know suggest that you put your faith in Jesus Christ because we just want we want as many people to come to Christ because we know that He is the only name um, to by which we are saved. And there's no other way to heaven. There's no other way for eternal life other than through Jesus Christ. And unfortunately, I hate to put it this way, but all other religions are false, and there's mm -hmm. only one true God, and that is Jesus Christ. Or, you know, so. Yep. Yeah, it's not just atheists that need salvation. Buddhists and Hindus and and everybody, everybody needs to come to Christ. That's he's the only way to get to the Father. It's true. All right. All right. Well, we thank you. There. Yeah. Thank you for joining me. Uh, joining us today, everybody. I hope that you have a wonderful week. We'll be praying for you. And uh, please let us know if there's anything that we can pray about for you uh, at the. Uh, yeah. So, uh, all right. All right. Great. So, that number is 833 262 6431. If you have any disagreements, you want to chime in on the conversation. Um, or if you want us to pray for you, if you have any prayer requests, again, that's 833-262-6431, and put your faith in Jesus Christ. Amen. <laughs> All right, everybody, goodbye. Have a great goodbye. week. God bless. Have a great week.